0: Welcome back to Climbing the Castle, your definitive Disney ranking podcast. I'm Dominic. And I'm Charlie. And today we're going to be discussing Toy Story 2. Woody is stolen from his home by toy dealer Al McWiggin, leaving Buzz Lightyear and the rest of the gang to try and rescue him. But when Woody discovers that he's actually a valuable collector from once popular television show called Woody's Roundup, and is reunited with his horse bullseye, Jesse, the yodeling cowboy, and his faithful sidekick, Stinky Pete. The prospector at least, him questioning if he should go back to andy or remain with his old gang and go to a museum in tokyo and this movie is so much better than the original toy story it is and it's, also it's, i had no idea al had a last name i did not know he had a last name either until i put this introduction together as well <laughs> I mean obviously he had a last name, just I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I don't think it's never stated in the movie, as far as I know. Do I we case. even know Andy's last name? I don't think so. At least not as I as much as I can remember. Maybe it's revealed in one of the other movies, but it's definitely not like stated in Toy Story One or Two. That's weird. But I mean, yeah, going back to this movie, it's very rare that there's a sequel that's better than like the original movie and this Like, as one of those cases. Out of the four Toy Story movies,
1: I think this one's actually my favorite out of the four.
0: It just always has been. I'm a huge fan of Toy Story 4, to be honest. And, like, watching these back now, like, this might compete with Toy Story 4, at least. I don't know, when we get back, when we get to that, and, like, actually I'm able to compare it, like, side by side, it might change, but... Now watching the original Toy Story, it's still good, but like it's kind of crazy how all of the sequels are like better than it for the most part. Which I
1: mean, that's a good thing. Like nothing against yeah. the first movie, because no, that's was what still, started it all,
0: and it's still an enjoyable movie. But like watching the other ones compared to it now, it's like wow, they they like made a major improvement on a lot of things that were the like the issues with in the first movie. So, I mean this one still has some pretty
1: good issues
0: yeah there's there's quite a few issues a lot of the same kind of issues that we had in the first movie but we'll, we'll get to that later on yeah but still again very enjoyable movie at least we do have some fun facts here as always so all right let's get to it <laughs> While driving around Al's Toy Barn, the gang drives down the Buzz Lightyear aisle. Tour guide Barbie tells them back in '95 the retailers did not order enough dolls to meet demand. This is an in joke and a fact that when the original Toy Story was released, toy sellers did not think the movie would, would be a hit and did indeed not actually order enough dolls to keep up with the demand. The joke is also a self deprecating dig at Mattel Toys, who denied the use of Barbie in the first film, thinking it would be a flop. I do
1: remember us talking about that. Like, oh,
0: this is going to be a bad movie.
1: No, it was a great movie.
0: Put Barbie in it. That was one of the fun facts from the last one, that that Barbie didn't think it would succeed. And apparently the Toy Stores didn't think it would succeed as well, and they didn't order enough Toy Toy Story dolls, which is pretty pretty interesting. That's great. When Jessie first meets Woody, she exclaims, Sweet mother of Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln's mother Nancy Hanks is a blood relative of Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is a direct descendant of an uncle of Nancy Hanks. That's so kind of cool. I did not know this at all as well. So, like, learning that Tom Hanks is related to Abraham Lincoln is pretty hilarious and it's, insane. Yeah. So, yes, that was uh, an in-joke at Tom Hanks, who plays Woody. <laughs> The canyon at the beginning of the movie that Buzz is flying through was originally an earlier version of Ant Island from A Bug's Life. The floating rocks had been an accident, but John Lasseter liked the effect, so it was used in the film.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and watch that, because I didn't quite catch that.
0: I was supposed to pay more attention to it when I was watching again, and I completely forgot to look at it. But I do think that's pretty funny that they just kind of, like, reused this effect that was supposed to be from a bug's life and like, oh we'll just throw it in Toy Story Two instead. The scene at the airport baggage area took an average of seventy hours to render each frame. Uh just for clarification, a frame is only like one thirtieth of a second, so like every single like millisecond took them about seventy hours to to like put together. That's insane. That's a long, long loading time to get that scene together. Another fact about the airport. That in the airport, an announcement was made for Lassiter Air Flight A113. I did uh, that, that one. Two references. It was obviously the A113, which is always in there. And Lassiter was a reference to director John Lasseter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When Ham is flipping through the channels looking for the Altoy barnes commercial, all of the other stations show clips from shorts and commercials Pixar produced for the years including Luxo Jr., Redstream, Tin Toy, and Nick Knack. There's also a logo for the en- the next computer developed by Pixar CEO Steve Jobs.
1: Yeah, yeah. I did catch the shorts. I so- it, it started with the uh, toy soldier, the
0: uh, tin man. Yes. Uh another easter egg from Pixar that they drew in there the cleaner who fixes Woody is Jerry from the the short Jerry's game, the one He's the older guy who plays chess by himself. Yes. Which, when I first watched the movie, I'm like, that guy, that can't be the guy, can it be? I didn't think they actually would like would have went through it, making him a full-blown character. But yeah, it is the same same guy. I mean, he has to do more than just play chess by himself in the park. That's true. That's very valid. He's got to have a job, obviously. And his job is cleaning toys, apparently. <laughs> yeah. There was a controversy regarding the film's release on the Ultimate Toy Box DVD set. On 1,000 copies of the set shipped through at Costco at the time of the set's release, the disc of the film had a manufacturing error where at one point during the film it unexpectedly cuts to a scene from Disney's Pictures' R-rated film, I Fidelity, which has the F-word being said multiple times. This caused a number of complaints from both parents and people who bought the set. As a result, Costco recalled these copies and replaced it with the fix set.
1: Yikes. (laughs) Yeah. That would have been funny just for watching Then, F, 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 F.
0: (laughs) They say the reason for the glitch was due to a content error, and according to Disney themselves, less than 1% of the discs shipped out contained the glitch. But I'm like, that's a very wild glitch to be happening to, like, these DVDs. I can't imagine, like... Yeah. I want to know, like... I'm sure someone still has like one of these discs available. I wanna like know how much it's selling for on eBay. Because it's gotta <laughs> be like super rare collector's item. Original plans for the film, Dusty was going to be a cactus called Senorita Cactus, but was later changed into the cowboy character that we all know now.
1: A cactus? Yes. That would have been
0: boring. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I've seen designs for it, and it looked very interesting. It was more of, it was definitely more of like a villainous type character looking thing. Maybe instead of prospector being the
1: villain, it was Jesse who was supposed to be the villain, or possible
0: Senorita Cactus, or (laughs) yeah, Senorita Cactus is the original character name. (laughs) But I'm like, it's definitely more a lot more character you can put into a cowgirl as well. I'm sure, yeah, a cactus. This was a, an especially trying film for Pixar, as the film effectively had to be completely retooled, but they could not get of the, out of their release dates. Consequently, quen- what we see today was all done in the span of nine months, an unheard s- schedule for an animated film. Okay. Uh, because of such a tight schedule, the editors of the film would, work, would often work 36 to 48 hour shifts. Editorial department manager Wendy Collins said that sometimes editors bur- would burst into tears purely from exhaustion. Oh, I get that. <laughs> but yeah, that's rough. Yeah. There is a major story behind why, why what happened here. And I am going to tell this story. We don't have a conspiracy, but we do have a very wild fun fact story here that I'm giving here. It's a, a bit long, so... I'm going to do my best to try and phrase it down as much as I can, but it it might go on for a little bit. But I feel like this was such an interesting story that it needed to be shared. In 1998, Chief Technical Officer of Pixar, Oren Jacob, was looking through some files while he was working on the film. He noticed that some of the directories were starting to get smaller and smaller as he was looking at the directories. There was an error... He states he did not remember the exact error, but it said something like directory no longer valid because it was in a place that had just been deleted. So he decided to check back in a, another directory, and he saw some characters, ham, potato, head, and rex. Then he checked back again, and it was just ham and nothing else. So there was a command that was run in one of the programming softwares, which was likely rm-r-f. Which basically commands the system to begin removing every single file in the current directory. This is commonly used to clear out like a subset of unwanted files, but someone had ran the command in the root level of Toy Story Two. Yes, so, yeah. So every single file that was in the in the folder for it was starting to be deleted and destroyed. They happened to be looking at the at the system as this was happening, so they were able to catch it. They panicked and called the main server room and just gave them the instructions to unplug power and just, like, to the entire network and server. So just cut everything off completely because they just did not know what to do. Yeah. So eventually they, they brought the machine back up a few hours later and they went to check and see how much damage was done. The size of the file for Toy Story 2 and the director was only 10% of what the size should have been. So 90% of Toy Story 2 was deleted. Someone adds, when, when they asked how this could have happened, they said, with a large company like Pixar, Pixar there's 400 people on the network and they all have access to the main, like, main access to all this, the projects. Because of the way Pixar was being run, like, in an open environment, they wanted everyone to be able to have... Access to all the files and all the all the directories and everything. So someone who's not even doing major stuff on the film, is still giving given access to every single directory. So th- that way they don't have to keep worrying about giving people overrides and like logging people in and doing all that kind of stuff. So they're not exactly sure where the command came from as well. They they couldn't couldn't actually track down where it came where the command came from. So they didn't catch who
1: did it, oh no. my gosh.
0: Well, they, they, eventually they tried to 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 look into it, but at that point they're like, all right, let's not worry about who did it at this point, let's just try and, and figure this out. So at this point, most of the film had been deleted, or pretty much, like, gone. It wasn't a big deal, though, because, like, usually when things are deleted, there's always a backup, right? Yeah. During the production of Bug's Life, most of the ants got deleted and had to be restored because Pixar had backups for it. In 1998, the most common way to backup a bunch of data was on tape, which was the system that Pixar was using. Unfortunately, these backups weren't continually tested, as they are t- done today. So typically, to make sure your backups are good, you have to use them every few weeks or days. You swap your backups, what you're currently running, progress, and make sure that everything's still going. This practice called live backups was not being used at the time. Pixar was not because they were not checking their backups. The tapes that they were using at this time had a maximum file size of four gigabytes, and when the max maximum file size was met, an error log would have told them about the full drive, and it would have let them let them know the issue. But because they weren't checking it, they didn't know that this was the case. So any time they hit the file, the the cap size of four gigabytes, any new information would just be overridden over the old data. So they're constantly just saving new data over their old progress. Oh, no. It's worth mentioning, because you're probably wondering how the entire movie encompassed no more than te- 10 gigabytes of information, you have to remember that the backup size of the file was 4 gigs, and it didn't become a problem because the entirety of the movie data could have been put on a couple of dual-layer DVDs. So they grabbed the backups and went to work and started restoring what they thought was the entire movie as they were reassembling the movie they noticed some things were missing and they're like all right we still have everything together we'll still put it together eventually they started running into weird errors which they found stuff called attach errors which an attach error is basically like when woody takes his hat off and now they have to show his head it's considered an attach they started doing comparisons of the shots and realized that they were incomplete and they were unsure how this could have happened eventually they realized that there was a lot more issues than what they had anticipated and there should have been a far larger file size than what they had eventually so they spent an extra week of this trying to put this put this movie together after like thinking that they had it fixed but it was not all there still they thought they were completely out of luck and had nowhere to go until there was one person who was left to save the day. Gail Suzman had a backup of the whole movie at her house. She was working remotely at the time because she had just had a child and was staying at home to take care of the child. But they still sent her a computer at home with the, like to work on the movie. So when they found this out, they put the computer into the back of her car and seat belted it in. And had her drive th- this computer into the the studio. There was no other way that they could have actually saved this project without using this computer, because it was the only copy of the movie left. Oh my god! So they drive. They have her drive her car with the computer packed up, secure as it can, and just hoping that it would make the trip safely to the studios. And she said that she drove it like 35. 35 miles an hour with blinking lights on, hoping to get a police escort. She didn't get any cops, so she, she just did it on her own. Basically, they said the value of her car with that computer in it at the time was a hundred million dollars because it had the entire movie. That is insane. <laughs> so she made it. She finally made it back to the studio. Uh, there was about 80 people there that met met her out there with a plywood sheet in the parking lot. And they carried, they put the computer on and carried the machine into the, the studio on the boards like a pharaoh, basically. <laughs> <And> <laughs> they all sweated as the machine booted up and then it booted and the backup was there. It was about two weeks old, but they were still able to basically resource everything that they had lost originally. That is insane. That is all a wild ride. You would think that's the end of everything, right? You would think that's it. that's, the that's end- not nope that is not the end of they thought they thought they were gonna have a nice clean uneventful pet to the to the release after that nope after all of this drama that they already went through in christmas of 1998 after the release of bug's life and a promotional tour was done john lasseter Anderson, pete doctor and the legendary story man joe ramp came to the production team to look at toy story 2 it was not a good film. They, did, they did dedicated the winter vacation to rewriting the project from almost entirely the ground up. Production shut down on December 15th and came back after New Year's in January, when the story team repitched the movie. Among the things that stayed, the main characters, Buzz, Woody, Ham, Potato, Head, Rex, Andy's room stayed, Alice toy barn sequence stayed. That's it. Everything else in the movie that you see was completely new in this rework.
1: What the heck? Like after all that work they did for to get the movie back, they had to get rid of all.
0: They this. they pretty much scrapped the entirety of the movie after all of that and had them rewrite it. No. All the animation was tossed, all the layout was tossed, all the camera work was tossed. So they they had to rebuild everything again from the ground up. The issue was that they had a hard release date set. Of November twenty second, nineteen ninety nine. There was no way of them getting out, which is why in my other fun fact, when I said they had nine months to work on the film, they were working on an entirely new film in the span of nine months because everything else had been deleted at that point.
1: What the hell? No, I would have quit. I would have just quit, no.
0: Yeah. So at that point, they really they felt this movie was going to be the thing that had to continue to carry the company to stay alive so they really needed to push this and and get it out there so they, they felt that if the if the movie would have not made it to release on time, it would have really done a major blow to the credibility of the studio to the to any like people trying willing to work with them and stuff like that. So they thought save Buzz and Woody save the franchise, save the movie. Saved a company. It was an all-in bet. Storytour 2 was indeed released on time, and it grossed nearly $500 million worldwide. So it did pay off in the end. Yeah, and... but... <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel bad for the workers. Yeah, it was just a wild, wild time to, to be working for Pixar at that point. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't imagine just... Like, after going through all that trouble to save this movie for the first time and then just like oh we don't like this movie redo it all you have nine like, months to to put out a, an entire that's movie. when
1: someone should have gone up like do you know what we had to put <laughs> up with to get through all of this
0: it's insane so yeah that's the story of how toy story almost two almost did not exist and did exist and then was reworked in nine months
1: <laughs> oh my god
0: like I said, it's a very wild story. I believe there is some documentaries out on on telling the story of it i like, like it, it was, I just feel like it was such a incredible tale that needed to be told a bit more than just a little tiny fun fact
1: <laughs> that that was definitely worth that was definitely a good story to tell. <laughs> I'm glad I know all this information now.
0: I also just learned about this like. A couple weeks ago so I'm really glad that I found out about this before this episode released and was able to add this to this episode yeah because <laughs> I just like randomly came across it on like a Facebook post and I'm like wait that can't be true that's not right and then I like went through a whole wild rabbit hole of like looking down information to find the story and stuff and that's when like I found everything I'm like this is gonna be wonderful but yes that is all that I have on that though so with that being said let's continue on our scores let's do it so what do you have for your story score uh for my story score i have it at an 84 i have an 86 for my story score so right there two points (laughs) you know
1: great movie but even after all that hard work just be told to scrap it and remake it
0: it still had issues it did have issues but again a lot of the issues again are tying into the, the toy story lore like, the same issues that we had last time. Yeah. Like, we we still don't have clarifications on how the life of a toy works, how toys... Like, what constitutes a toy? What? Why do toys have... certain toys have memories, other toys don't? Like, like yet again, we see things like board games and all that don't really have... See, Within the first... well, a little bit longer than five minutes, because the first five minutes were taken up by the, the Buzz Lightyear video game thing. But right after that, one of the first lines in the movie is, the lawn gnome next door told me something. How does the lawn gnome across the street constitute as as a a toy? toy.
1: But some of these things that Andy's mom's picking
0: up for the yard sale does not count. It it doesn't make sense to me. Like, how is a lawn gnome a toy? But, like, Mouse Hunt is not considered a toy. Or, like, even the battleships are are not considered toys. Or, like, the different puzzle pieces that Andy's mom was telling. <laughs> they they really need to do a better job of justifying. What is a toy? What is a toy? Not. What's not a toy? Also, Buster the dog was interacting with the toys and stuff like that. Like, well, that I is... mean, Buster can't rat them out. Buster can't talk. No, but still, I mean, it's why? Why are they, they exclude animals from their their secrecy of being alive and stuff like? that? I don't know. Yeah, uh, going on. Why well, does it...
1: I, I also want to real quick just talk about that Buzz Lightyear video game? Yes,
0: that was a real interesting way to start the movie off. I I really enjoyed. it. I, I was I wrote here. I was like, if Lightyear is not as good as that opening video game segment, I'm gonna be very disappointed.
1: Why don't we have video games like that? Or we <laughs> didn't have them back then either. What the way the quality of that video game.
0: I mean, the graphics <laughs> were way better than any video game in the 90s at that point, yes. But also, it kind of looked like it changed a bit when, when it came out, from the, like it zoomed out from the TV, mm-hmm. and they were playing it, though. So I think that was kind of like a first-person shot of inside the video game, not the actual graphics of Which, the video if, game.
1: If London's are toys, then video games should be toys also.
0: <laughs> just saying. But how does that work the characters inside the video games no come i think to the life? console itself you know
1: there are some of those toy characters that don't talk it could be one of those and it can like play its own controller and they could be playing like against one of the other toys in like a two-player game
0: <laughs> yeah are you saying like the n64 has a face and like well it wouldn't even have a face like that uh that spell toy the oh, speak toy. And spell speaking spell
1: speaking spell yeah
0: yeah I mean speaking and spell is basically the basis of like a video game console so like a speaking spell is a is a toy why is a video game console not a toy exactly <laughs> but um
1: yeah I just wish that was a good way to get into like that extra side story that was going on also.
0: With the Zerg, with With the Zerg thing, yeah, Yeah. it was fun. And like I said, if the actual Lightyear movie is not anything like that, I'm gonna be disappointed because that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and like I wouldn't mind seeing an actual like Toy Story movie like that, where it's just where it's just toys, true action. Yeah, not involving the world like regular real world stuff. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, but going on,
0: going back to. To some of the others who's with toy stuff. Why does Woody not remember any of his earlier memories? Like, you know, not all Woody's share the same memory. Like, how
1: I think to explain it like um, Buzz Lightyear. The Buzz Lightyear, the new Buzz Lightyear in this movie isn't like, oh, I'm a toy. He's like Buzz Lightyear in the first movie.
0: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, how what what separates the toys from from these conditions? Why is it that Woody, this Woody, has no recollection of like Woody's gang or whatever? But like, it's almost like if he was one of those Woody straight from the box, he would be all of these. Like, he would probably remember all of this stuff. Well, no, I think even then he wouldn't remember all this stuff because
1: Buzz Lightyear doesn't know about all the. Cool things and stuff. I don't know.
0: Uh, it's just it's just weird how how they like the minds of these toys work because they don't not all of them have backstory. Some of them have certain backstories. So like, what determines what they know and what they don't know of who they are, or what their character is, or what where they come from, and all that kind of stuff. Like maybe Woody should have remembered like
1: his gang his group of people or like maybe some like well, how do I kind of know you why are you familiar
0: to me kind of thing yeah he has no collection like if this is but that's the thing so like where would if Woody have come from if he had no recollection of being the the Woody that he was so how how was it that that one Woody just doesn't know that he he's based from the show Or had any other, like, lore to him.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, it's hard
0: (laughs) to explain that.
1: Because, yeah, that is weird. But, like, Buzz Lightyear knows who he is. Because, I don't know, it was printed on his box or something. (laughs) But...
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, what they don't show what constitutes where their memories come from. Or where they learn stuff from. And where... Or even, like, just general things, like, general knowledge stuff. Like, when they're going out into traffic and stuff like that, how do they know all this, like, any of that kind of stuff if they're just all they know is being cooped up in their room? or Because sometimes general... they can turn on the TV. <laughs> they learn everything from the TV? Yeah. From, the, like, the That's entirety of the was. world? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that that is a bit off and, like... Something that they could kind of expand upon, maybe? <laughs> also, the the whole basis of them, like, leaving to, to get Woody. They're like, oh, we'll be back before Andy gets home anyway. What happens if Andy just comes home early? Like, oh, he's missing toys again. Like, the entire, almost, like, half of, like, the toys that he plays with are just gone all of a sudden when he comes back to his room.
1: Yeah, some of the main ones he plays <laughs> with are gone. Like,
0: how do they explain that kind of stuff?
1: <laughs> um, one thing for me was uh, in the last movie, we could tell that toys can feel pain, but yet again, like in the first movie where Buzz's arm just pops off, yeah, Woody's arm gets ripped off, yeah, like, yeah, he freaks out that it's gone, but he's not freaking out from pain, he's just freaking out that it's gone. No, he doesn't. At one time, like, say, ow, or any kind of, like... Like, when his arm rips, like, he doesn't... Like, his arm just stops working.
0: Mm-hmm. He's more upset that he lost his arm than, like, hurt the fact that he lost his arm.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It, the pain doesn't phase him at all, it's just he wants his arm back. Also, why would Andy leave Woody over that little tiny rip? Like, it wasn't that even that bad of a rip.
1: Yeah, and Andy's mom even said, oh, we can fix it in the car. <laughs>
0: No, just leave him. Like, I don't want to bring my favorite toy. I'm just going to like, come on. He's overreacting on that one. How long was Weezy sitting up on that shelf for? And no one knew where he was. No one questioned it. He's just hiding behind that book for eternity. Oh,
1: I thought Andy's mom fixed you. No, she just stuck me up here. Couldn't he have just
0: jumped off the shelf? Or, like even, like, went to the edge of the shelf and, like, tried to call out to people that he's up there? like, for real. (laughs) Instead of just gathering dust. (laughs) Why would the toys not hide themselves even better when Andy's mom came for yard sale stuff? I know. Like, you know she's gonna come up there looking to try and find stuff to sell. Wouldn't you, like, purposely, like, really make sure that you're not in the spot where she can find you?
1: Yeah, like, hide under the like far corner of the bed or behind the dresser, they had plenty of places
0: to hide. <laughs> they, they... Andy's mom did not go far into the room, really. No, not at all. She did like one little scoop under the bed, and that's when she found. Uh, actually, I don't think she found anything under the bed. No, she pulled. Did she pull Wheezy out from under there? No, she pulled Slinky out, but
1: just left him there and then pulled something else out. Then she went over, moved. Picked up Rex, put him down, and picked up the puzzle that he was standing on, mm-hmm. and then reached up on that top shelf and took Wheezy.
0: So technically, it's Woody's fault that Wheezy got taken, because he would have been fine hiding behind that book that he was hiding under for how many weeks before she left him <laughs> originally. It's just yeah. when he came out to say hi to Woody <laughs> is when he got caught. <laughs> well, actually, he went back to hiding behind the book,
1: and she moved the book oh. away and grabbed him.
0: <laughs> So clearly she just has been ignoring fixing his squeak box because she knew exactly where he was that entire time. Also, how come she didn't hear him when he said bye, Woody?
1: Yeah, that's another thing.
0: Like, he clearly, like, just said bye, Woody. And it's not like he whispered it either. He just, like, straight up said bye, Woody. And nope, she heard nothing. Even Andy's
1: mom should have been like, what was that sound? Who just spoke? (laughs) And then the toy's going across the road. No, we're going to just talk about the entire movie, about it was impossible for those toys to not be caught moving around, you know, starting at the uh, toys going across the road in cones. People are obviously not paying attention to the roads, according to when these toys are stopping with the cones, because these cones are obviously moving by themselves and just dropping.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, it's very clearly obvious that these cones are moving across the road and like... As cones moving across the road.
1: And I'm sorry, those cars are not far
0: enough to be like, oh, are those cones moving? No, I'm just crazy. No, they would have had to have seen cones moving across the road. But also, it seemed like they were all just terrible drivers as well. Yeah. Because there was, like, that one car that got up to the cones and just did a complete U-turn, like, on the same side of the road into another car. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what you would do in that situation. If there's a cone in your way, you don't just turn around right in the middle of the same road... And drive into another car. Yeah. And uh, the other car just pulled straight off into the spikes and, like, popped a tire. Someone else crashed into the back of them. Like, like, it was a whole ordeal. None of these people knew how to handle any minor incident on the road. And all those accidents could have been avoided easily.
1: And then um, at the parking lot of Al's Toy Barn, there was a guy just walking in. And these toys, there was just this car just in the middle of the lot with these toys in it. He didn't stop to think, oh, hey, what are these doing out here?
0: Yeah, I mean, that guy was also late to work, and he was probably just rushing in.
1: Not only that, but... there were people working, middle of the day, and
0: these toys are going around the toy store like there's no one in there. Well, the store was closed, but no, we do not see what happened to the other employees of the toy store as well.
1: What Was the store actually closed, or... The close sign was up on the door
0: customers or it said that's what the when they remember when they first got there the 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 sign was on the door that said sorry you're closed Mm. and that's when the other guy comes in who was late apparently i guess i don't know if the store was closed for inventory reasons or what the whole reason was behind the store closing that that was never clarified But... but it wasn't clarified that the workers ever left either. No, those workers were still there, so they were definitely moving around, which also didn't make sense because like none of the other toys were moving. It was just them. Like, how come? No, some of the other toys were moving, mostly the Barbies. <laughs> yes, that's true. The Barbies were having a party in their aisle, but just, like
1: just having a party, like. Did they not think about the employee who walked in?
0: (laughs) Again, it's not clear what exactly was going on in this store, and, like, if they knew that the actual, like, maybe they knew the routines of the people that were working there at the time and knew they weren't gonna get caught, but, I don't know, how how would working at a toy store, like, how would toys living at a toy store know what to do? Like, do they only come to life once the store is closed? Like, Night at the museum kind of crap. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's what I'm saying. Like night at the museum stuff basically. But like Buzz And this store just store just happened to be closed in the middle of the day for some reason. Like Buzz came out of his box last movie. Yeah.
1: Not knowing it like a thing about being a toy. So maybe they don't come alive till they're out of the box or what but that doesn't explain Prospector Pete either. Who's just stayed in his box.
0: Yeah, because the, the, the alternate Buzz Lightyear stated something about you're not supposed to come to life until you receive commands from, from your whatever, making it seem like once you come out of the boxes when you come to life for the first time. But the, then you have the Barbies who are over there partying and like coming to life, I, life and doing all I would all understand stuff. if it was a display, but there were a lot of Barbies out. No, that was a lot of Barbies. But, again, if they're in their box, how do they get out of their box to, to do that partying? Yeah, for real. So that could have just potentially been an actual display. But this toy store, to be fair, is unlike any other toy store I've ever seen before. Because I've been to many toy stores in my life, and I've never seen an entire aisle stocked with one single figurine. Like, what those Buzz Lightyear's. Yeah. That was an entire store aisle of that hundreds and hundreds. Only Buzz Light Years. Of Buzz Light Years. And no store would ever do that, even with the most popular toy in town. Yeah, they, they mix them up. There's no way they have that many of one single toy out on display. <laughs> like, Buzz Lightyear would be here, and like, Captain Planet would be right next to it or something. <laughs> Not an entire two, it was both sides too. I'm pretty sure, yeah. It was Where,
1: It was both sides, just that entire aisle was just only buzz light year and that, the
0: same buzz light year. Well, no, because there was the regular buzz light years and then there was the utility belt buzz light years. Were all of those on one side utility? Belts, I think, or I think right one on side Lightyear? was the utility belt buzz light years and the other side was the non utility belt buzz light years. Either way, there still would not have been that many Buzz Lightyear's in an actual toy store aisle. (laughs) Yeah. Or in a toy store, for that matter. Because that's a lot of freaking Buzz (laughs) Lightyear's. Also, shouldn't the other of toys notice something wrong with Buzz immediately once they took him with them?
1: Yeah, like he was talking like Buzz did in the original movie.
0: Yeah. Like, shouldn't they have caught on to that a bit sooner instead of, like, getting all the way up to... The air duct and all that stuff, when he was using all his powers that he didn't actually have. Yeah. Also, I I find it hard to believe those magnets would have actually held on to him climbing up to the the elevator shaft or whatever.
1: That or those are actually just really strong magnets. Like, (laughs) what the heck?
0: Like, even if that toy actually did have magnets attached to them... I don't think they would have been strong enough to, to grip to the, like, the elevator shaft like that and hold five toys with it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the toys driving around. In the store or outside the store? Outside the store. The actual <laughs> Pizza Planet truck. They were yeah. driving. <laughs> like, toys. The terrible driving, I originally I was going to say, like, how did no one ever catch that there was such a bad driver And it was a bunch of toys, but after seeing the traffic cone thing, there's
0: a lot of bad drivers in that area. The the toys were driving better than half of those people when the cones were there. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't understand how the toys are able to drive that good. How did the toys know
1: how to drive?
0: One, they shouldn't know how to drive, too. With the system that they have set up, they shouldn't be driving that good as well. (laughs) Because they were, like, drifting. And how is... I think it was Slinky was operating the pedals. No, I think it was him. No, him was like reading the book in the driver in the passenger seat. He wasn't even doing anything. Oh, they had Buzz was steering. I think I'm pretty sure it was the Do- Slinky Dog was dry like using the pedals. And Rex was the one like, and Rex was navigating, navigating. But like, Slinky was stepping on the brake pedals, allowing Buzz to drift and turn corners like perfectly. And, like, even a person that could see what they were doing would not know when to, like, apply and stop the brakes and gas perfectly, like, the way... Unless
1: they've practiced. Which <laughs> I don't think these toys have gone out and just practiced driving. But maybe they have.
0: I mean, Buzz was driving a remote-controlled car in the last movie, but that is far different that, than an actual totally car. That's totally different. That's holding <laughs> abundant steering. Yeah. I, I don't understand how they learned to drive so perfectly here. Not not even perfectly, but dr- drive a bow at least, without crashing, like, immediately. Like, they should have just crashed immediately as soon as they pressed on the gas.
1: Oh, another thing I forgot to mention is, uh, why did Pete become the villain? Like, what was his actual reasoning? Because, right. Like, he, Woody was offering for him to go be with Andy also.
0: Pete... I don't see the problem no, with that. No, <laughs> the issue... Pete is just salty because no one wanted to play with him. No one wants to play with the prospector as a kid who wants to play with the prospector toy.
1: I think Andy would have had a lot of fun with the prospector with (laughs) Andy has a crazy imagination.
0: I mean, that is fair. Like if he had it, I'm sure he had to do like he would, but like what that, that he also stated this as well. The prospector, he said he sat there on the toy shelf for years watching all the other toys get selected instead of him. And he's right Wouldn't no, like most kids aren't going to want the prospector toy to play with. They're just going to want the woodies and the buzzes. And the... as a kid, I would have been, Oh, this, this toy comes with a pickaxe. Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> yeah, cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, yes, I'm sure there were kids that wanted the prospector, but obviously the appeal of the prospector is a lot smaller than the appeal of like the woodies and the Jessies and the horses. Yeah. So he was, that's, He's just mad because no one wanted to play with him and he got left on the shelf. For
1: but he was how going to be invited to go play with Andy and be a real toy. But did Woody expe- extend the
0: offer to him? Yeah. When he, was, when he
1: offered it to. Yeah, he was like, come on, Jesse, let's go. And he goes, Pete, are you with us? And Pete's out of his box already.
0: Also, the movement of Pete's box was very questionable throughout the entire movie. Like, yeah. is he just hopping around with the box just sliding with him? Or are they is it, are they pushing the box everywhere they go to move it, or so sometimes
1: like, they're pushing the they box. They did
0: push it a few times, but there were other. there like, have
1: been times where he was like jumping around with the box.
0: Like physics don't work like that. He shouldn't. He shouldn't be able to be moving the box like that from inside it. <laughs> yeah, especially if he's not actually like because he wasn't even attached to anything. No. Also, the amount of times that box fell or got smashed or like. Han, even when Ham was jumping on it, I feel like it should have been damaged by some at some point. Yeah. for Especially for a box that old. Like, like that was, what, like 50 his years? This box is getting tossed around. That's, and it's that, still in great condition. That box should have been dented up or damaged or even ripped at some point. Also, on that fact, Al was not very cautious with Woody, who he knew was a collector's item. Why was he just, like, moving around and posing him and doing all this kind of stuff with him? Like... You would think he would be a lot more cautious with him. Yeah, like, when his whole arm came off. Like, when he was taking him out of that case that first time when he ripped his arm off, like, wouldn't he have noticed that his stitch was snagged on the thing? Yeah, like, there should have been a little bit of a tug. There should have been a tug. A but
1: a little bit.
0: And he should have, like, been paying, he should have been, like, really paying attention to this toy, because he knows this toy's about to make him so much money. Like, if I'm holding this thing, which I know this museum is about to pay me hundreds of thousands of dollars for, I'm going to make sure I'm taking care of that like in extreme care and not just lightly grabbing it off the thing and letting it accidentally arm rip off. Mm -hmm. Also, can we mention his super long commute from across the street to the toy store? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Al was just whining and complaining. I hate driving to work. I
1: can't believe I have to drive all the way to work on a Sunday. <laughs> Already there. Just drives right
0: across the street through all that traffic.
1: I had another issue that I did not write down but now it slipped my mind <laughs> that I had just thought of and then you said that. I was like oh crap what was I gonna say? Sorry. Didn't mean no, you're it. Good. What's your tracking um, thought?
0: Also what would, would he have done if he would have accidentally woken up when he's standing on his face to grab his arm. So oh, play. Nice. <laughs> like, he got back to that toy toy case really fast somehow after the TV was turned on and he woke him up. But, like, what would have happened if... Do the same thing that he did to Sid. <laughs> He's just gonna scare the toy collector? Or be like,
1: you are dreaming still. <laughs>
0: Aren't they supposed to be avoiding doing stuff like that? Or, like, doesn't that go, go against their their laws or ways of life or whatever? Yeah. So, I don't know. If he would have actually been caught by the... Like, just you imagine you're sleeping, and all of a sudden you wake up, and there's a toy on your face grabbing at something in your pocket. What would you do? <laughs> I'd probably be freaking out a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I remember now. So,
1: okay. they... Took one of the, uh, I don't know why it's called the like trolley cart or something that they use for the airport to get people sometimes places. The baggage cart? Yeah. They drove that to Andy's house. Yeah. And
0: just left it at the neighbors. Yeah. That. (laughs) Also, how did no one see that driving away from the airport? Exactly what I'm saying. Like, there's how much security at airports and how much people around the airports. There's no way they could have just driven I mean, I understand it was done at night, maybe less people were on
1: the road, but someone should have seen them at least at the airport. Yeah, there's no way that car
0: is driving out of an airport unnoticed. Like, no one pays attention to anything in these movies. (laughs) Everyone is just oblivious to everything that's happening around them, and that's why toys don't get caught apparently, because people are just oblivious to everything. I mean, other than that, I think that was all my issues, but other than that, it's a fun story to follow. Uh, I have a few more issues. Oh I, no, they're not, they're not major. It's all like me, personally. One Zerg had unlimited ammo with his his cannon thingy when he was shooting. At... No toys have unlimited ammo, so that you're right. That what that thing heck? was just shooting how many balls out at everyone like that. W- that should have ran out after like three or four shots maybe yeah. like, like seven max it's no like, like for... i think just three
1: like one ball in each little cannon thing yeah there's no way and then he would have had to
0: go back <laughs> and reload he was just shooting an unlimited amount of ammo at these also does this make zerg canonically Buzz's father or was that I mean... just because it was part of the star wars Easter egg they were drawing in there.
1: See, I don't know. I think they're just dropping it. So we're <laughs> Easter egg. But I guess Zerg is canonically... <laughs> so maybe also... they'll explain it in light here. Mm.
0: Well, also, how come the other Buzz doesn't react to that also? like, Yeah, like, what? <laughs> See, he, he makes no... no probably because... Like... Are they not related? <laughs> well, Are no, all the Buzzes no. not related? No, no,
1: no. So, it's I'm thinking it's because... The original Buzz, yes, knows that he's a toy. He has that. Oh, <laughs> I'm just a toy. I'm not even real. So yeah. that doesn't like affect him. Like, no, you're not. You're just a toy. But
0: you're if that dad. Zerg was programmed that he is Buzz's father, that still makes him Buzz's fa- like every Buzz's father, technically.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but like, I think it didn't phase Buzz because it's like, you're not actually my dad.
0: We were, we were just made as toys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm calling it canon that Zerg is really Buzz's father. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's
1: fine. But <laughs> I, I think that's just the reason why the original Buzz didn't react.
0: <laughs> the other two issues that I had that were stupid... Then, one, this one just bothered me because I'm a photographer, so I know how this stuff works, but them using the flash to, to blind Zerg... Was it Zerg? No. At this point, it was... The other villain, the the prospector. Prospector, they just like keep shooting off the camera flash because they found out I'm like that. You can't do that without the camera. Like flashes don't actually go off like that, and they didn't have yeah. the camera with it. But they're just over there shooting lights off at him to blind him. And then Bullseye was keeping up pay- the pace of a plane that's driving yeah. on a runway. <laughs> that, that's like uh, in the first movie where RC was.
1: Catching up with the actual cars driving. Which is kind of... driving them.
0: That was slightly more believable. Like an RC car... No. Driving on side streets, potentially catching up with it. This is a a toy horse running upwards of 150 to 200 miles to catch up with this plane because it's going at full speed at takeoff. Yeah. Like, that just should not be happening. I know it's stupid, and it's not, like... Something that should be bothering people, but it, it bothers me for some reason. Also, them opening that door at the bottom, like, inside the plane, shouldn't that cause major issues? Yeah. To just have a, real. a door open and, like, right right above the, the landing gear of a plane that's taking off? Yeah, like, imagine everyone's luggage who just got lost. <laughs> <laughs> Also, the kind of damage it could potentially do the plane as well, with luggage falling out of that hole, yeah. or, like, right at landing gear, and even, like, Which, by sp- the way, if you lose your luggage, it was because of a group of toys.
1: <laughs> well, apparently they stole a whole cart full of it as well at the end of the movie, so. I, I did like seeing the neighbors come out like, what is this doing
0: here? <laughs> Yes, they were confused about it, but that was pretty interesting. But yeah, I mean, all those things aside. Also, we do need to mention in story purchase as well, the the song uh, from Jesse's, Jesse's song about being owned and how devastating yeah, Jesse's that was. Beyond. I was going to save that for atmosphere because of the song, but... It, even just story-wise, it was such a, a major... It did like... show how Jesse's gone through her own heartbreak. Oh, that song was so devastating and just the story that I was telling with it. I need to know where like what
1: bullseyes deal was like did he used to be someone's toy or yeah did Al just find him on a shelf somewhere and if he has a toy barn, why didn't he just have these
0: toys already? Yeah I mean, yeah I do kind of find it hard to believe that there wasn't a single woody toy in existence that he couldn't find somewhere else. Yeah, that he's been waiting for, who knows how long, to to get this one Woody for, the like complete collection.
1: Like he probably has a bunch of, I know the internet back then wasn't like huge, but he probably had other like toy store buddies he could have talked to. Like, hey, I'm looking for this. Yeah, like, oh, I, I don't have one. Now, what do you want to trade? Like,
0: how much do you want to sell it to me for? Also, if that was the case. Why would the museum be so interested in it though? Yeah, that's true. But it doesn't make sense though, because like if Woody was re- like that such a big huge commercial hit in the fifties or whenever they said he was from, I think they said it was from the fifties.
1: Yeah, because once the space toy yeah. or once the mm-hmm. astronauts went up, yeah, or some Buzz so,
0: Sputnik. If he was such a huge hit, he wouldn't be, like, such a limited release of a toy. And you would think there would be a lot more Woody dolls out there. So it wouldn't be. He shouldn't be such a collector's item.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, he used to be a huge deal, apparently. He had his own TV show. He had a bunch of all these other toys. It's it's safe to assume. Well, obviously it was a hit if he has all these other products with his face on it.
0: It's safe to assume that the toy stores back in the 50s would have had an entire aisle dedicated to the Woody dolls. The same as they did with the Buzz Lightyear then. Yeah. So, like, I don't understand why it was such a hot commodity for this one dude to have the entire set, but no one else does. I don't know. See, now we're just coming up with more issues that we didn't even think about while we were watching the movie. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I mean, besides all these issues that we're having...
1: um it It's still a fun story to follow yes, along. It was with.
0: very entertaining, and a lot of fun stuff happening with it. There's again a lot of great jokes that happened and a lot of like fun things playing off of each other, like characters and stuff like that, which is a great segue exactly <laughs> to go into our character score. What you got? I have a ninety three for my characters. I have a ninety four for my characters. I think i I kept my score the same for Toy Story. From the, from the original Toy Story here,
1: so but, I feel like some of the toys have better
0: personalities, well, we do see a lot more for movie. some, especially Rex. Rex is one of the major standouts that we see a lot more of compared to yeah. the first movie, and maybe Potato Head. I think we mm. see a bit more from Potato Head.
1: Yeah, he shaved, so <laughs> he became less of a jerk.
0: <laughs> he's also married now, and yeah, now he's by the end of the too. movie, he has kids too.
1: <laughs> oh no he doesn't get the kids till like later on in the movie but yeah. I said by the end of the movie he has kids
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> um, slinky's about the same and then ham you get a little more out of ham but not a whole lot
0: yeah buzz is basically a completely different buzz now As com- Which, well it's, it's the buzz we end the last movie with where now he's content with being a toy and he's happy he's content and like he's learned more yes and the same can be said for woody too woody is not he's not the jealous problematic woody that we know from the first movie he's the woody the caring compassionate woody from the like the end of the first movie Mm -hmm. but he goes through a whole bunch of different struggles in this movie as well because now he's like he ends up in the yard
1: sale like it was an accident and he knows it was an accident he wasn't supposed to be there Mm -hmm. but suddenly he's content with you know andy's not going to want to play with a broken
0: toy so he's overthinking about all this and the prospector prospector is obviously feeding these ideas into his head even more because he wants him to come to the museum yeah but at that point we don't know he's the
1: villain so it's like when andy's trying or when Woody's trying to leave to go back to andy's the first time why didn't he try inviting them to, in the first place
0: I don't think he thought like he. I didn't think he he realized he could just do that at that point. Yeah, he probably just he just was so set on getting back to Andy himself. He didn't think that hey, I can probably bring these guys back with me, and Andy mm-hmm. would be okay with them as well. But and then,
1: as we said, Buzz definitely changed. Also, um, <laughs>
0: he's very smart and clever in this movie. Yeah, and he's he's turned more into the like the mentor. Mentor role that Woody had in the first movie, he's mm-hmm. kind of reversed the roles this time, where he's telling Woody he's the he is a toy and and he cares about him and all that. Which kind of he stuff. used the same exact line that Woody used on yes. him at the mm-hmm. gas station. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> you are a
1: child's play thing <laughs> That was that was a great speech that he gave him
0: again. Which I
1: think my favorite scene with Buzz was with the second Buzz. <laughs> them like trying to prove that he's the real buzz he does buzz (laughs) helmet and that buzz starts acting the way our original buzz
0: was in the first movie when his helmet opens first time the whole buzz and buzz interaction was brilliant because it made buzz realize how much of like an idiot he seemed in the first movie he was like was i like this like when he was shooting the laser off in the box you mean this laser and... He... Oh, you
1: mean this little light bulb?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the other Buzz is freaking out.
1: <laughs> but no, he opens the Buzz's uh, helmet. <laughs> Everyone's just watching that Buzz and then looks back up at Buzz and he just lifts his foot like Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the real one.
0: <laughs> I mean, it was very obvious as which Buzz is which at that point. But I yeah, I do love that you have Buzz playing off of himself and le- like it's also a learning moment for Buzz... Where he sees how ridiculous that the other Buzz seems. And he's like making fun of that fact as well.
1: It was like, wow, I really used to be like this. <laughs> Which that Buzz was a character himself. Yes. Like, you know, he's basically the Buzz that was. Buzz was. Buzz was the Buzz that Buzz was. <laughs> if Buzz was a Buzz, how many Avengers Buzzes would Buzz Buzz? <laughs> <laughs> but. And then Buzz doesn't even try to explain to him that Buzz is a toy.
0: No, he just lets him go live his life with his new dad.
1: Yeah, (laughs) which he's like... He plays along with it, though. He's like, this is a code, blah, blah, blah. I don't remember the actual... Yeah,
0: I I really want to know what that meant. Like,
1: I wish they would have explained that. protecting royalty or something. Yeah, that's what
0: he made it seem like. But it was (laughs) like... like... as soon he's as like, so you're a yep and he's a yep your majesty because as soon as he said that the other buzz was just willing to go with go along with everything that mm. they were doing so like that really must have been some some important like code that he gave him
1: but the other buzz ends up staying with zerg <laughs> apparently with his, has character
0: yeah. development as well because zerg was happy to be his father and was playing catch with him
1: yeah, suddenly they're just, like
0: best friends. He they're, just fell out of a window, right and that side. makes him a completely different person, or something.
1: <laughs> Probably hit his head. Something rewired.
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other new characters that we have are Jesse, who was—I'll be honest—Jesse was kind of a jerk this entire for the majority of the movie.
1: Yeah, especially
0: because so you know Woody you can't blame no, her though. Yeah, like she, she had reason
1: she used to have an owner she used to have a kid and then that kid grew up and kind of left her in a box at a field they used to play in not not just anywhere else but in a box that they used to play in that That
0: was also like something i wanted to bring up in story and i forgot to like that seemed like a really weird like pickup place for like the donation people to come and pick stuff up
1: yeah like maybe
0: it's like oh bring your old toys to the park (laughs) But it looked like there was, they more, just like...
1: That's like a park, it just seemed like a hill with a tree on it.
0: Yeah, exactly. and it didn't seem like there was anyone at the, like at the donation truck taking the donation. It just seemed like it was an empty truck with just boxes sitting outside of it. <laughs> and just people and, were coming, leaving toys. Yeah. At this truck. But, um,
1: Jesse, you know, used to have a kid, and then she was getting tired of just sitting in storage. So,
0: yeah, I understand why she wanted to leave. It makes sense, but at the same time, she was just like, just neg- so negative about everything and so nasty to Woody throughout the entire time until. Like, she like, should
1: have been more understanding, like, oh, he has a kid. I know what that's like. He should be with that kid as long as he can before. Exactly.
0: But, but I mean, again, it's understandable because she's been stuck in a box for we don't even know how many years that he, she's been sitting in it. That it it's been a long time. Potentially up to fifty years,
1: <laughs> but other than her being a jerk, I love her as a character. Yeah. She <laughs> does add a lot. She's to...
0: so much fun, mm-hmm. and she definitely changes once she's with Andy as well. So,
1: and then at the end of the movie, she becomes like Buzz Lightyear's love interest. Yeah,
0: which seemed a bit odd to me. I'll be honest; I feel like yeah. that was just like weird to be thrown in there. Like, he's he's coming up to her all shy. Like, you have
1: a beautiful yarn of hair. <laughs> His wings expand. <laughs> <laughs> she did <the> skateboard yodel. <laughs> kind of like
0: what he did at the beginning of the movie. Mm. To open the door. She's really <laughs> aggressive, though. Like, the way she was, like, so, like, making sure the dog could a- get out. She's, mm-hmm. like, screaming and yelling, and then she does that whole skateboard thing to... To open the door. It's like, she's taking control already. <laughs> and then
1: Buzz Lightyear's wings just pop open. Like,
0: we all know what that's a reference to, but <laughs>
1: us adults do.
0: That was great. Uh, and then you have the prospector, who they give us this nice plot twist halfway, more than halfway through the movie when they reveal he's the villain. Like I said earlier, he's mad because no one wanted to play with him. And he said it himself Yeah, that he sat on the shelves watching every other toy, but again getting he picked could and play have with, just gone with him to be with Andy. He was just fed up at that point. And it's the same way as this Jesse was just done with everything at that point too after so long. He's been in a box for fifty years. He's been conditioned. He was never play with. He's never well, had that same for, kind of
1: for Jesse all what he had to do was go. He has a sister. <laughs> And then suddenly she was ready to go. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, she looked like she was ready to go before that as well. And then when she said he said that she had a, he had a sister, then that just sealed the deal, basically. Yeah. But, yeah, the prospector doesn't know the love of, like, being owned by a child. He's never been owned, so he doesn't have all these kind of feelings and attachments that, like, people I would guess. have yeah. gotten as a child. It's basically, like, kind of like being born without parents i guess Well, like like an orphan going through the system is is very similar i guess it's probably the only comparison so like he's just he doesn't have that kind of same thinking that they do because he's never had that kind of love so when he he learns that he's going to be able to go to the museum and people are going to admire him at the museum he's like finally people are going to be able to admire me so
1: yeah well even then it's a toy museum like, yeah, that's cool, but I don't see anyone, like, being super amazed. Yeah,
0: I mean, I agree, but that's, <laughs> like, that's kind of what Woody sells, what Buzz sells Woody about. You're gonna be admired from behind glass, or with a toy who loves you, and who still wants to play you with you and stuff. And yeah. that's what convinced Woody not to go to the museum.
1: Um, We also got but... Bullseye as a new character. <laughs> He's just that animal companion. For this movie. Yeah. was he's lovable. Adorable. He's a smart horse.
0: Which originally, Boseye was supposed to speak. And he was going to be voiced by Steve Martin, actually. Steve it, Martin. Here's a little fun Bullseye. fact. Yeah. And they decided that they wanted him, like he would be better off as the animal companion type character instead. Yeah. And he, was, he would be more lovable like that. So I, still, think, I think that him. was
1: the right call. Because now I can't see Bullseye with a voice. <laughs> um, and then we have Al, just the original villain throughout the movie. Like yeah. he's the first one.
0: He's definitely a villain. <laughs> like he, he stole like Woody. He
1: kidnaps Woody.
0: He steals him from a, a yard sale. From like she told him explicitly that she was not selling him, and he kicks a skateboard at her or wherever he kicks his skateboard.
1: Picks the money lock.
0: Yeah. Like also. Andy's mom should have been a, been, done a better job of, like, watching him after that, though. hmm Because, like, if I know, if I'm at a yard sale and this dude is, like, haggling me to bother, like, trying to buy something I'm not going to sell, I want to make sure, like, I keep an eye on Woody and this dude the entire time. Yeah, like, I get it. She put him in the
1: lockbox, but that's not really gonna. Because at that point, he could just pick up the lockbox and go. Exactly. Which he so. didn't even do that, he just he picks the
0: lockbox. Why did no one notice this? <laughs> yeah, well, because he, like, kicked a skateboard at something, and I knocked it over.
1: But, I mean, there's the still other
0: people there.
1: Yeah. We see other people at this yard sale and no one goes, like, oh, hey, this guy's picking at the Even the, the dog box. didn't do anything. Like...
0: <laughs> like, hey, stop, you should not do that. That's bad. <laughs> the, the dog wasn't Barking at him or anything either. I'm sure the... the, uh What's the dog's name? Uh, Buster. Buster should have seen him, like, walking away with Woody. Unless he was involved with whatever distraction that was caused.
1: No, I think Buster was taking Wheezy back up to the room
0: already. Maybe. Probably didn't notice that Woody was gone yet. But I was just this grimy... Greasy slime ball of a dude who's just trying to make money. That like make any money big can. buck buck
1: bucks. <laughs>
0: he had to throw that pun in there in a chicken suit. He did. <laughs> I, I also wonder why he made that commercial at the end of the movie when he's just crying and all sad crying like they released that commercial why would you make this commercial (laughs) he's (laughs) crying
1: like why the heck it's not live they recorded the commercial they had to put that out on their own will like why would you make that commercial (laughs)
0: like (sighs) i mean it was nice seeing him like upset about all this and it was yes, it was obviously put in there for comedic value, but it like, was satisfying. No one like see the villain did not get his way, so he's upset. But Good. That's not something that would ever happen in real life. <laughs> like yeah. no company is going to put out a commercial like that.
1: <laughs> um, other than that, I don't, there's not really any other characters. No,
0: yeah, it was Wheezy, but we didn't really well, get Wheezy... too much of Wheezy. The most he well.
1: did was like, be the
0: reason Woody was at the. Yeah. He did give that super dramatic telling of him like not being a bruised breathe and his squeaker was broken and he tried screaming and he couldn't squeak and and then he gave
1: us that like Frank Sinatra style you've got a friend of me (laughs) at the end and Emperor Zerg was also a character in this but he was just a a he was just Buzz Lightyear's (laughs) dad I think he was just a way to get rid of the new Buzz Lightyear yeah you like, oh, yeah, this buzz isn't going to stay throughout the entire movie, so we need to find a way for him to split off. Mm-hmm. Oh, Zerg's his dad. Okay, there we go.
0: <laughs> I feel like they could have done a little bit more with that other Zerg, though. And, like, had an actual, like, final boss fight type thing with him as well. Yeah, instead of Rex just spinning around, hitting, knocking him back
1: with his tail. Yeah,
0: I feel like they could have done, like, a whole... Sequence with that like they like they did with the video game sequence. Mm-hmm. Like almost the exact
1: replica Mm-hmm. Except Buzz actually wins this one.
0: Yeah, and then Rex and celebrates. Rex could have been like, <laughs> oh uh, Anything else that you want to add? No, characters? I think that's it for characters. All right, and let us move on to visuals All right uh, for visuals, I have mine at a ninety-two. I have my visuals at a ninety-three. The improvement of the CGI and the animation is just incredibly like rapid in Pixar. Yeah, like if you look at this compared to toy- the first Toy Story, the 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 amount of difference in like the quality of the animation and just like how smooth everything looks and how how much details they're adding and lighting and all kinds of stuff. It's just phenomenal, compared to the progress that we were seeing in Disney, like, for their animation studios and stuff like that. I feel like it co- it took them years in Disney to catch up to the speed that, that Pixar is doing in, like, two or three years.
1: Yeah, like, it's definitely a big jump between each three movies, even.
0: hmm the, the animation in this one is light years ahead of the original Toy Story. <laughs> i mean it really is the animation <laughs> is like toy Story's animation for its
1: time was incredible and this one's just better mm-hmm. animation wise like it's very smooth and clean um you know i put down character design you know we got this a lot of the same characters as the last movie yeah but we added that sleazeball al we added the prospector stinky <laughs> pete Zerg more. We get a full version of Zerg. We get full version of Zerg. Like, we get a Zurg... version of Zerg. We didn't see Zerg in the yeah, first movie. Yeah, we didn't see Zerg at all in the first movie. So we get Jesse, who's an <laughs>
0: incredible character, mm-hmm. and Bullseye, who's an incredible horse. Yes, I feel like there wasn't too many like standout visual moments in this movie, though, as compared no, to like not like bugs. Lights. You know where we see
1: explosions. I think, like, one of the coolest effects we saw was, like, dust flying around.
0: Yeah, which I I also read another fun fact that that the dust particles in that was the most stuff on a CGI, like, animated screen. Like, the amount of particles they put in there was the most, I don't know what it would be called, but, like, each dust particle put in there was the most things that they inserted into an animated project.
1: Which, that's a little crazy. yeah. But like that's basically
0: the best uh, part. I did enjoy one of the things that I enjoyed was Buster's movement. The way mm-hmm. they they really nailed Buster's movement as a dog and like, made him uh, not just any dog, but like a
1: chunky short dog.
0: Yeah, they really had his his movement down packed to like make it seem like an actual dog. His his animation itself was a little bit weird at some point. Yeah, sometimes he looked like great.
1: With the last movie we had a bug's life.
0: All yeah. the bugs are moving around like bugs. But his movement was just incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh when Woody was being cleaned, that whole like cleaning process thing was very was, aesthetically pleasing. That was just satisfying to me. I love videos
1: like that, like seeing people clean rugs or clean yeah. out their computers and stuff. That so, was just satisfying, to, like seeing the repair of Woody. That whole scene was very aesthetically pleasing. Except for um, whenever he painted over the name Andy. Yes, I that agree. would normally <laughs> be very pleasing to me. But because of this particular situation, <laughs> it was very sad.
0: Also, I feel like Woody shouldn't have been able to scrape that paint off so easily. Yeah, it's been a while since Woody was able to just like wipe away the paint. Like right. Like, it was still wet and new like, on there. how did he wipe that paint off, but the Andy paint doesn't get, wiped, like, scratched off like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think it worked like that. Also, the Zerg version looked really cool, too. When, mm-hmm. when that camera went, like, to the back of Zerg, and apparently there's a spot where you can, like, look through the back of Zerg, and you can see what Zerg looks like, and it's, like, these red, like, a red vision with, like, sensors and bars and... Oh Almost yeah it's like a computer radar and typing. then you
1: see through like Zer- the Zerg toy has a hole in the back of its head that's what, where a kid yeah. could like look through and, yeah, that's what
0: I just said, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> but like the fact that it was like looking through the back of the head like it was and that it zoomed into it to show that mm-hmm. I thought that was cool, and then um, one thing that is the same as the last toy story movie when Buzz finds Buzz. And Buzz starts looking up at Buzz, and it pans up to Buzz. I wanted to see how many times I could say Buzz.
0: Buzz. <laughs> you didn't get enough out of that last Buzz joke that we. Did. <laughs> no, no,
1: I had to get more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, during that Woody's cleaning process, there was one camera shot where they were showing his arm getting stitched together, but it was from the inside, mm-hmm. so you see like it coming together, and the screen goes black because of like the arm being sealed up. Yeah. That looked really cool as well. That, that was very pleasing, also. But again, very solid visuals, but not nothing like too stand out as as compared to like what we saw in A Bug's Life, where there was a bunch of like really cool scenes and a lot of <laughs> yeah chase scenes and fight scenes and all. Well, not in A Bug's Life necessarily for that. This but movie like, was more aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. So with that, let we'll us continue and move on to atmosphere. All right. I have a 96 for my atmosphere. I have a 95 for my atmosphere. A... I have my, my atmosphere at a 96. I, I don't feel like it should really be that high, to be honest. But I also put Toy Story 1 at this high. And I feel like it did at least match the energy of Toy Story 1. Um, it's... I personally preferred this one just because of the few songs we got in it. See, I really enjoyed the new song that we got in it, the, the One She Loved Me song. I feel That's mm-hmm. an absolutely incredible song. And it, like what it added to the movie was so important in the scene that it added, the, the, dra- the dramatic element that it added, and just like everything just fit so perfectly with that moment. But I just feel like the rest of the, the music didn't really, like, the scoring was still great. And, like, all the music was still great, but I just feel like it didn't stand out as much as it could have. I
1: don't know. I've, I've had Woody's Roundup stuck in my head. Woody's Roundup. Come on, grab it. <laughs> it, was, it definitely felt like you're watching an old Western cartoon.
0: Yeah, it is catchy. But I I don't know. I feel like they could have done a little bit more with that.
1: He's the rootness, tootness the cowboy <laughs> in the far, far West.
0: I mean, I found you got a friend in me stuck in my head more often. Yeah, which not. Woody's the original singer? Yeah, we apparently learned that Woody, <laughs> Woody came up with the song. You got a friend in me,
1: or well, his show did. Yeah, <laughs> and then we get that whole we get that in scene of uh, Wheezy singing it, <laughs> which that was a fun little cover. And then suddenly Andy owns Barbies, or maybe Molly did maybe and they're just now coming
0: out <laughs> obviously voice acting was really well done again though yeah like we get the same cast mm-hmm. they
1: we've had they pretty st- much the same cast throughout the entire f- franchise of toy story yes and they still sound just as good Um uh, they've all even confirmed that when toy story f- if there's a toy story 5 they all want to come back again
0: <laughs> Fun fact that I'm discerning right now, it's not really a fun fact, but if I, it's all interesting. Uh, bar, the Barbie that was driving the car with them was voiced by Jodie Benson, who plays Ariel in The Little Mermaid. I did not know that, actually. I did not know that until just now, when I happened to glance at the cast when I had it up here, yeah. <laughs> so, the tour, tour, tour guide Barbie is voiced by The Little Mermaid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's actually a pretty cool cameo they yeah. should have done some kind of little mermaid joke in there his <laughs> little mermaid was out for sure yeah 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 because this is
0: late 90s mm-hmm. it was out already yeah little so mermaid they came should out in have like and threw in some kind but of reference also disney did not own pixar at this point yet though oh so, that's also true so at this point it was still separate from disney properties. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Because I remember seeing another thing about, like, Andy had a, a Mickey Mouse clock on his wall, but it doesn't technically count as being a hidden Mickey because it's not actually a Disney, Disney-owned Disney movie at this point. Yeah. But, again, I don't know. I just feel like the, the music didn't play as big of a part as it could have. But, again, it's real. it sounded great. Nothing was bad about it. But
1: Yeah, the music was a lot of fun.
0: Also, Wayne Knight as Al was great
1: Mm -hmm. i
0: love wayne knight just in general he's a funny actor (laughs) i don't know see for me the first thing that comes to mind when i like when i hear his voice i just think of jurassic park
1: Mm -hmm. Um, i'm trying to think what movie is it that i'm thinking of from my childhood it's not space jam no
0: yes he is he's in space jam he's in space jam but there's Mm -hmm. another one that i remember him being in that i just (laughs) love He's in so many great movies, and he's so great in everything that he's in. He has such a recognizable voice and such a, a tone that, like, once you, you hear it, you're like, oh, it's him. Yeah. And he, he does such a great job in all of his, his roles as well. And then, of course, we have the usual cast,
1: all amazing actors, and they were all funny, oh.
0: having energy with each other. Yes. I'm looking at his cast list now. Apparently, he plays Emperor Zurg in the Buzz Lightyear series, which is oh. very. Is that what you were thinking oh. of? Buzz Lightyear series. Well, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command.
1: Okay, so that's the old cartoon that yeah. Disney actually does not like. <laughs> <laughs> so but that's he... why that's not on Disney Plus. Hmm. I've, I've, I've never, looking. I've
0: never seen that, so I can't like speak on it. But yeah, he plays Emperor Zurg, which is also very interesting that he goes from. Like this to a different mm-hmm. role completely in the franchise.
1: Well, like, yeah. Um, with that, I think I'm done with atmosphere. If you got anything more to add on. Yeah,
0: I, I didn't really have too much to add to this atmosphere. All right. Then so,
1: let's move on to entertainment.
0: I have a 96. I also have a 96 for my entertainment. There we go. <laughs> Finally, our first match of the season. <laughs> but I mean, this is a fun movie. It is a lot of fun. There's so many fun things and like a lot of great jokes. Again, just the whole video game sequence in the beginning on its own is just a lot of fun and like it's such a cool little like start up to the movie. Like oh I wish, yeah, I again wish... a
1: good little setup to the second store
0: the side story of mm-hmm. Zerg and all that. Uh. I love that the reenactment that they were doing of of Buzz of Woody getting taken, like the whole crime scene thing that they were doing with the Etch a Sketch was making mm-hmm. sketches of Al, and he's like, "No, his beard wasn't that long," and he re traces it. He was fatter than that. And put him in a chicken suit, and then uh, Rex comes and stomps all over the the, the car tracks and whatever. Godzilla, you're wrecking everything. You're video game. huh? Because he's still talking about the video game. He was just (laughs) obsessed with the video game the whole movie. Uh, Buzz interacting with the other Buzz was a lot of fun throughout that whole sequence. Yeah, that was funny. Something that I noticed... (laughs) I, I don't know why I caught this one particular thing in the corner of my eye. When they were driving around the toy store, there was a board game. And I caught it for a split second. I'm like, did that really say what I think it said? And I went back and I paused it. There was a board game in the in the toy store called "Don't eat the jalapenos or drink the water." What you've never played?
1: "Don't eat the jalapenos or drink the water." <laughs> I have not played that game.
0: <laughs> Is that an actual game? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I just saw the I saw the box art, and it's like on the box. It's like some dude that's like spitting fire, obviously from he apparently ate the jalapenos. But I just like noticed that, and I'm like. I wonder how much other stuff they drew into, like, the toy that store. That makes me think that or, that was like... just some kind of, like, lunchroom
1: conversation, and they were like, <laughs> Hey, just throw this in here. It'll be, like, a but little inside joke for
0: us. That'd be just, funny. Just the fact that I caught that, and, like, just seeing it was just hilarious. And, like, I wonder how many other things are just thrown in there that no one even notices, or, like, sees in the, to- like, the back of the toy store, or just anywhere in general. But like I spotted it and I'm like, I have to bring this up because it was just too too good of a joke to just leave out.
1: But again, lots of funny
0: jokes. Yeah. The Rock'em sock 'em and robots. One <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and yeah. he wasn't talking to you, he was talking to me. And they just start beating each other up for nothing.
1: The one who was being nice at first is the one who won too, so that's
0: great. <laughs> and then you have the bloopers at the end of the movie again in the credits. Yes, which... and
1: those are, I my favorite one was we're flicking Heimlich. They're <laughs> like, oh boy, I can't believe we're doing a Bug's Life 2. Oh, uh, yeah, funny thing. Um, So, it is a 2 movie, but it's not a Bug's Life
0: 2. What? That <laughs> and then was... they start, like, cutting off. <laughs> that part was great. That was my favorite, too. There's boopers, I feel, were the bo- a lot better than, like, all the boopers that we've seen so far, though. Mm-hmm. Like the uh Woody... Sitting down and getting stuck in the tape roll. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesse yanks his entire string off, and then Uh, Prospector Pete just rips a good one in his box. (laughs) (laughs) To where, you know, we see him open the box, like, oh, we need to air this place out. Miss Potato said, just stuffing random dings into Mr. Potato, had to pack him for his journey. (laughs) Starts putting the pushing the play-doh in and he's having a hold of his <laughs> face and then his ears pop off and play-doh starts running out yeah a lot of a lot of fun stuff in this movie and again the characters interact really well with each other and we get a lot of new new interactions and like changes from the old characters as well mm-hmm. and it all just meshes together very well so do you have anything else that you want to add or you're ready to give No, i think we're ready to
1: score? give our overall I think we're going to wrap this up. Alright. For my overall
0: score, I have a 92.8. For my overall score, I have a 92.2. Ooh. Almost. Very close. It was a, a very solid movie, especially for a movie that almost didn't exist and did, like was reworked in the course of under a year like the fact that they put this entire movie together in nine months is just mind-blowing the
1: fact that this scored so high even with you know all the issues we had and the fact that they had to get it all back together again just to delete it and remake it within nine months (laughs) it's really good yeah it's a very
0: entertaining movie and then again like i was saying it's very rare that you have a sequel that will be better than the original movie but like they just—it's like they—they they figured out how to use these characters properly and how to use like the storytelling for this like this kind of movie in the right way. And they just kind of like perfected everything that they were kind of struggling with. Obviously, we we still have toy issues, but like I don't think we're ever going to figure that out unless they yeah. give us a whole like we would Maybe need like the a, fifth movie if we, there's a fifth movie. We're gonna need a prequel of like. The, the creation of toys to tell us the toy laws and how toys work and how all this happens to, to actually Instead of uh, Toy Story, we get Toy Origins <laughs> But yeah, really
1: enjoyable movie it's uh, The definitely... next movie, I know I remember being very enjoyable We got Monsters, Inc. This is still one of my favorite movies of all time A like really incredible movie, so movie, I still remember some of the jokes in Like I remember this one being really funny also.
0: It's a movie that I'll still just constantly quote and constantly just talk about. Just or just constantly. I'm always watching Wazowski. I don't see, for me, the, the big one is, put that thing back where it came from or so help me. So, so help, help me. We're
1: <laughs> always... thinking about the uh, vulnerable snowman's
0: snow cones. <laughs> yeah, but Yeah, we're really looking forward to that. I can't wait to, to watch this again. And I've watched it many times, but always now I have a reason to watch it. So. <laughs> yeah, now we're going to have to watch it very critically. I think it's going to hold up, though, honestly. I feel yeah. like this is going to, like, there's just probably feel like there might be a few plot holes that we're going to pick up. But, like, I don't think it's going to be stuff to, like, ruin the movie. At least I hope not. <laughs> but that is next week. So until next time, may all your dreams come true. Bye.